Everyone was staring and gawking at me like I was a prince. I was a prince. Let's do this. Woo! Gimme, gimme. Sorry. <laughs> My parents better give me them cha-cha heels I asked for. That's all I can say. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Cha-Cha Heels. I'm your host, Pete Zayas. And I'm your host of Black Kin. And we're back with another episode of Cha-Cha Heels, the Thanksgiving special. Gobble, gobble. Thanksgiving is a time for pilgrims, Indians, turkeys, and family fighting. I don't know if we should say, like, family fighting. Oh, please. Especially with the with the climate in the country right now. Thanksgiving this year is ruined. No, you can still have fun on Thanksgiving. It's about making food and sharing it. It's about pigging out like a like a pig. We have some great songs for you on the show today. Songs that'll whet your appetite. <laughs> songs that remind us of the wholesomeness of Thanksgiving. What do you uh, what are your plans for Thanksgiving, Black Ken? I'm going to go to a couple of my friends' house. We're going to hang out, and we're just going to be thankful. I'm going to a friend's house. I go to it every year, and we play celebrity. And they're all improvisers, so they take the game real seriously, honey. You got to get those rules right, so I'm going to do that. And and then, then Friday's Black Friday. Do you partake in that Black Friday tradition of sucking up as much sales as you can? I do not, because you know I like a good wig, and I'll be damned if you catch me in a Kmart getting trampled and my wig falling off. I love that footage last year of that woman. She got trampled on, honey, at Kmart or Walmart trying to get that plasma television. You you got plasma television, but you lost the wig. She would have had a lace front. It would have stayed on. I don't do any of those sales. I don't do any of that stuff. My mom's, I guess she's, I think my mom got cable, because I keep getting lots of things from Home Shopping Network. Like, she sent me two air purifiers that are Febreze, so they, they, clear, they clear the air because of the cat. You know? Those are nice. And then she sent me this thing called Vapor Tease Easy. It's called Vapor Tease Easy. It's terrifying. It, like, sprays out hot air that can steam your clothes and disinfects them. But she told me don't use them... On, on my good clothes because she doesn't know how they will treat them. She just saw them using them on stuffed animals. Right. Well, what's scary about it is that not only can it steam your clothes, but it can also clean your stovetop, clean the granite in your tile, and basically steam your entire floor. And keep in mind, this looks like one of those things that uh, gardeners put on their backs and they use to blow the leaves around. Leaf it's blowers? A, yeah, it's a leaf blower. It's about that big. And it's very frightening. Pete, you were going to use it tonight, actually. And I'm, I t- I'm doing a show tonight as my character, Crystal, and I thought, well, oh, I was like, you know what? This would be funny. She'll demonstrate this on Christmas items you can buy, and then I'll blow the wind, I'll blow the, the, the steam on Crystal, and, you know, and she'll, you know, scream. Well, good thing I read the instructions, honey, because apparently that, uh, that steam is like 300 degrees. It says keep away from your body. I mean, I was willing to burn myself for a comedy bit. And that wig would have flew off. Hire me, NBC. Speaking of NBC... Um, it was on ABC. 
You're talking about American Music Awards? Oh. I know you. You know, know me. You. Gobble, gobble. Well, I always get the stations confused anyway. NBC, ABC. Basically, well, one creates a show and then the other three create the same exact show just with a different cast. With black people or white people? Well, now it's like everyone. Black, white. The, the most successful shows have a one Chinese person, some black people, and a white person. What are you looking for? I'm reaching for my notes. You've got to have diversity. And you've got to have notes. And nobody's more unorganized with note cards than me. I just wrote down some things that caught my eye about the American Music Awards. Oh, a few things. Well, as I'm getting older, honey, I can't remember everything. I have to write it all down. You know, being 22, like you really start to lose your Well, memory. I would like to start with the worst thing about it, and that's the host. Oh, Pitbull. Yes, Pitbull. Well, not, I mean, not only can he not read the teleprompter, he also ha- makes horrible music. I mean, I've never seen like any rapper rap as bad as he does. Well, also, I get a host that can, you know, speak without, you know, a thick accent. I can hardly understand what he was saying. So you're, thinking, you're saying get a white host. No, you can get a Latino host that speaks without such a thick accent. I mean, look, I wouldn't ask them to, to have me host, not with my accent, my androgynous hermaphroditic voice. Um, what about the woman from Modern Family? Sofia Vagala? Yes. Honey, about- that thick accent's not real. Uh, you don't she think puts so? it on for the show. I think it's it's a real accent. Well, anyway, let's get back to the American Music Awards. Okay, so we had a bunch of performances from Lord, Iggy Azalea, J Lo, Nicki Minaj, Fergie, and uh, what was your favorite performance of the night? I have to say it's a toss up between Lord and Fergie. Polar opposites, but polar dynamic. I really didn't care for any of the performances, but I will give a shout out to Patti LaBelle. Not Patti LaBelle, sorry. I'll give a shout out. <laughs> I'll give it <laughs> Patty LaBelle. <laughs> In my world, Patty LaBelle's on the American Music Awards. Okay. Sorry, Diana Ross. <laughs> I'm Ro- giving shout outs to Diana Ross because, honey, the turkey for Thanksgiving has already arrived. She showed up without big wig and that feather bow looking like a plucked turkey. <laughs> She's the best performance of the night. What was your worst performance of the night? Pitbull and Neo. I liked Lord's performance. I'm not really that familiar with her. Um, I like that she was looked like she was trapped in a bar- box, like an art installation. I liked um, her awkward dancing. Nicki Minaj was boring in that dress. Nobody wants to see you looking formal, honey. Next, sit down, wig. I liked J Lo and Iggy Azalea's song "Booty." Oh, you did. Well, I mean, honey, J Lo is just pushing that song. I know that song will never go. That away. song is not even on the radio. Nobody cares about that song, but she she'll use that song for any excuse to shake that ass, honey. Because she wants everybody to know she's back. Who do you think is a better dancer, Beyonce or J Lo? Definitely Jennifer Lopez. Beyonce yes. just does the same things. But this is what I will tell you: that performance was a combination of two people that she watched before the AMAs. If you look back to Beyonce's performance, she was there in the audience. If you look back to Nicki Minaj's Anaconda performance, she was in the audience. From the, right in you're front. talking about from the MTV Awards. Yeah, she was yeah. right in front. It was I, very reminiscent of Beyonce and with Nicki the, with Minaj the mixed together. I'm telling you, she's studying them. Watch out, she's coming for you. Madonna said that she was distracted at J Lo's ponytail when J Lo came to her show. Why? Because that ponytail distracted her. She says Madonna said J Lo. She's like, I know they study me. What about her ponytail? That was blonde ambition, honey. Okay, we're talking about 21st century. Well, I just Madonna. think, you know, Madonna doesn't like when anyone does anything. She thinks she's the only person that invents every anything in the world. What did you think of... Madonna all- invent the stoplight, too. 
Ooh, shade. Ariana Grande, what'd you think about her? She's a great singer, but she has the same thing that Mariah had early in her career, where she just likes to do run after run after run. So the whole performance is just... Ah, well, ah. Christina Aguilera loves that run, too. She reminds me of the, in that when she sings... When she takes a song of hers that's done one way and she tries to like make it like a ballad, mm-hmm. she always overruns it, honey. I mean, there's no brakes on that car. It's overrun. Sometimes you got to slow down and walk. Thank you. Well, Ben Miller says she's a whore. Well, so she, if she doesn't act like a whore, she, over, she overruns. You know, or if she doesn't overrun, she acts like a whore. Poor Ariana Grande. I mean, poor Ariana Grande. Just give her a pudding pop and a smile, honey. Speaking of pudding pops, um, there's a lot of controversy going on with... Pudding pops? With Bill Cosby. Well, it's so funny because I had a pudding pop and I hadn't had one in a long time. And honey, I passed out. Next thing you know, my panties were at my ankle and the Cosby show was on my television. What do you think happened? I think you fell asleep. Okay. Did he do it? Did he not do it? We'll never know, but there's, uh, uh, you know, I think when there are 18 women come forward and say you did it, and they're all, like, older women who have nothing really to gain, I kind of think they did. Also, I was never a big fan of Bill Cosby. Now, Felicia Rashad, Camille, that's a whole nother, no, Claire. Felicia yeah. Rashad, Claire Huxtable, that's a whole nother subject. But... I never liked how Bill Cosby was always trying to tell all everybody what to do, telling the comedians not to use cuss words, telling the black community to pull up their pants, and then on the Cosby show, all the kids had to call him Dr. Huxable, you're not a doctor, or I mean, they had to call him Dr. Cosby, you're not a doctor, no honey, no, I never care for her. People who act that way, who try to act so moral, are the right. first ones to do a rape. It's a cocksucker residence. Well, I mean, I kind of feel the same way. If 18 people are saying you did this, chances are at least two of them are true. I mean, that's just statistics. Also, speaking you are of... Never, nobody knows this, but Black Ken is an expert on statistics. I am. Thank you very much. Well, how about if they just clip Bill Cosby out of all the Cosby episodes and call it the Claire Huxtable Show? That I mean, I would love that. Perfect. It's just called Claire. Claire. Claire's family. Claire's time. Please email us and let us know what you think the new... Cosby show with Bill Cosby edited out of all the episodes should be called Claire, Claire show, Claire in time. We saw a screening of the Kristen Wiig new movie where she plays, it's, I mean, it's really great. She plays this sort of crazy bipolar woman who watches the Oprah Winfrey show on VHS and she knows all the words, all the dialogue. And then she plays the lottery and she wins $80 million and then she gets her own talk show that she puts up herself. It's called Welcome, Welcome to me. me. That got me thinking about that. I love that. Welcome to Me. That's the name of the movie, too. Welcome to Me. It's a very inviting title. If you won $80 million, what would you do? I think I would do exactly what she did. And I felt like they maybe the show, the movie was based on me because I watch VHS tapes. And if I won $80 million, of course I would put up my own show. I'm already doing it now. I mean, if I had it, I would open my own clothing store you know because my name is marcel and it's french i would call it french connection okay just in time for the thanksgiving holiday with all of your families and relatives we have the ferguson thing the ferguson tribulation the ferguson tribulation and i mean we have to figure out what we're going to call it the ferguson 
debacle. Okay. So that police officer, Mr. Wilson. Mrs. Wilson from the telephone company. They're not going to indict him. They're not going to let him go to trial for the murder. And uh, right now, as we record this, Ferguson is on fire. That police officer. That man. That man (laughs) did an interview and he says he does not regret anything. He, he would have done everything the same way. He was following police procedure. And I guess police procedures is to shoot people. Ask Correct. questions later. Bang, bang. That should be the new theme song for the police force. Bang, bang. I like also how he says these things in these interview, and everyone's supposed to believe him now. Like, oh, if it was a white person, would you have done the same thing? Yes. And we're supposed to be like, oh, great, good. Now I believe him. Everything is great. Here's, I mean, here's the facts. He was shot 12 times. That means you were shooting him with the intent to kill him. Now, whether or not, you know, he went into a store and he grabbed some stuff and he ran out, does he deserve to die? I don't think so. And the fact that he was shot 12 times means that, obviously, he wanted to kill this man. Oh, what about these two white people that were on Nightline last night? I mean, they couldn't be any whiter, honey. They were like white, like white pale skin, like both had gray hair. Like mm-hmm. they were, the hair wasn't even gray, honey. It was white. It was like ice white. And they were uh, blue eyed. And they're like, Ferguson's such a great place to live. There's, there's no racism here. I was like, yeah, honey, not for you. They were crazy. They were so crazy. I've been trying to find that interview. And I cannot find it. If you can find it, please send it to me in an email. Tweet me. Any way you can, just get it to me. Because I need that interview. It was the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. It goes on and on. We just gave you the tip of the ice. Just Google two, uh, Google two crazy white people and then see what you get. Oh, I wanted to talk about this article I saw. I don't know. I saw it online. But it was. it's called Why I No Longer Want to Be Gay. Ugh. I'm not even going to say who wrote it because who cares. But it's basically this guy with this thing where he says, um, he wrote a piece, if you want to even call it that. He says, I no longer want to be gay. I know that on the surface, this statement reeks of denial, self-loathing, and internalized homophobia. Uh Uh-huh. You're right. But commonly associated with accepting and integrating one's gayness, but truth is, I don't want to be gay anymore. It has outlived its usefulness. And it goes on to talk about how gay men were mean to him in bars and clubs. And at one time during the AIDS crisis, people really band together. I mean, I, you know, I, he, initially the spirit he wrote of self-sacrifice was salient during the AIDS crisis in the early 80s and 90s when resources were scarce and people were afraid. But now there seems to be a preoccupation with the seduction of risk as gay men play with matches, hoping to ignite meaningful connections in the never-ending self-discovery. And he goes on to talk about grinders bad, cars have become the new bedrooms. What? And sex is not followed with pillow talk, but rather phrases such as, oh, and I love these phrases, blow and go, pump and dump, and skeet and leave. This is starting to look like a slow death simmering on low heat, and it doesn't hold the same appeal that it once did to me. It is a life in serious need of renovations. Men also used to be men and approached you with a modicum of chivalrous courage. Now they hide behind electronic masks or position themselves in close proximity to you at clubs, hoping you initiate contact, only to arrogantly dismiss your advances in an attempt to protect, in an attempt to project, project their own discomfort. I have noticed that a lot of gay men seem to only want to challenge and live for the elusive. They want men who do not want them, men who resemble the emotional distance or absence of their fathers. I am too young to long for the good old days, but this life makes you miss what it meant to be gay. Honey, 
What do you know what it was meant to be gay? And secondly, secondly, you are meeting these people because you're meeting other people who are assholes because you are. You're, you only attract what you put out. Not every, just because you're gay doesn't mean it's just one blanket thing. Well, I'm gay, so this is what it is. No, you're meeting horrible people because you're in horrible places and, you know, and you're a horrible person. Right. And you're basically talking about sassy, like self indulgent gays. And basically, that article is about you being sassy and self indulgent to show how smart you think you are and, and how eloquent you are with your words. I don't care. Well, I know all different types of gay people, so my gay life is not that. You know, you come across this asshole or come across that that asshole. Right. You can choose to go online and meet people. You can choose to meet people out in the club. Whoever. But you're going to, you know, you'll meet who you meet and not everybody's great. Cry, baby. Well, also, don't be gay anymore. You know what she should be? He shouldn't. Gone. Buy wig. Well, he also, these things, like, he's saying these things as if gay people are the only things, people who do these things. Like, gay people are the only people who go online to meet people. Oh, Gay people are the only people who stand next to people in a bar in hopes that they'll talk to them. Gay people are the only one with attitudes. Horrible people are everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. Horrible people are everywhere, okay? There's two horrible people in this closet that you're listening to. Yeah, do us a favor, write an article on how stupid you are. Oh, and now we would like to wish a happy birthday to oh, yeah. Aunt, one of our favorite leading ladies, Miss Candy, Candy Darling. Darling. Happy birthday, Candy. Happy birthday, Candy. You're a darling. Now look at my hair. I like it. It's terrible. I like it. Do you believe this hair curl costs $10? But $10. But you can do it yourself. Andre did it. Andre of Paris on Fifth Avenue. Why don't you do it yourself? It's so easy. I'll kill that queen, Andre. You just don't call me. Well, I don't like a set look. You know? I don't like anything that looks too set. I like things a little... And things that move. I think things that move are beautiful. Yeah. Like your, your bust. It moves. Because <laughs> you don't wear a bra. Do you have a bra? Yeah. It still moves. Please say it won't move because I want to get silicone shots. Like I want to be really big. Oh, don't. You shouldn't. No, like now I'm in proportion and I want to be, you know, a little out of proportion. Like oh, don't. Like Statues in Greece. Yeah. When they, when they, all those beautiful statues, that they don't have big tits like a cow. They're all Yes, but if one really. of those statues did, it would stand out. Let me see what your bust looks like. Okay. Now it's time for Women Screaming. So last week we played you a woman screaming. Yes. And I will tell you who it is. Who, who, who? Drum roll. It is. Honey, I don't know. That's right, honey. That was a real trick. Because that was a clip from the show Knots Landing. Yes. It was a show in the late 70s and early 80s. Well, actually, I think that show went even into the 90s. That show was never-ending. It was about all those couples that lived in a cul-de-sac in California. It was like a nighttime soap opera. It was a spinoff of Dallas. Well, anyway, there was a plot line where Valene, played by Joan Van Ark, and she's blonde hair, very pale, a little bit kooky, she had a pregnancy and she had a baby. Twins. Anyway, the doctors told her that she miscarried, but secretly they took the babies away from her and another family had them. So then she like tracked it down. This happened over like, I think over one whole season. In the, in the beginning of the season, the babies were like infants. And by the end of the season, they're like 
toddlers. But it's only, you know, that's even though that time period isn't, doesn't go that long. Right. Anyway, so this woman who's holding the baby screaming, you know, to her husband, they're going to take the babies. And I love it. I love the footage. I love the slow motion of this woman screaming about babies while she's holding a baby. But I have no idea who that actress was. She was just a guest star. So the woman screaming was a day player. Long story short, I don't know. But now it's time for this week's Woman Screaming. (laughs) Woo! I think I know who that is. Fingers crossed. Well, you'll find out next week on Women Women Screaming. You ever wonder, like, what type of animal he's talking about? A turkey for Thanksgiving. Sink your teeth into that turkey. Oh, he wants to fuck you like a gobble gobble. That's nine inch nails if you're stupid. Closer, honey. What is actually your favorite memory or your most memorable memory of Thanksgiving in your entire life, Black Ken? I remember this Thanksgiving because it was one of those Thanksgivings where the air was different. Uh huh. There was a fire. No, it's just the air electricity was of, in the air. The air was just of of giving. It was a very giving air, and mm-hmm. and the sun this was setting, and I, I went down to the kitchen, and there was just tons of food as far as the eye can see, and I remember that moment forever. Sounds like a Maya Angelou poem. Thank you. Well, we're going to give you our 10 things that we are grateful for. I'm sorry. We're going to give you our 10 things that we are thankful for. On Thanksgiving, this is our top 10 things we're thankful for list. Number 10. The DMV. There's always so courteous and helpful. Whenever I feel like I want to be lifted up, I make an appointment for the DMV. Number 9. I'm thankful for when I can find parking on my street, because my building don't have none. Number eight. Los Angeles Superior Court. There's never a line, the service is fast, and everyone is welcoming you with a smile. Whenever I want to meet nice people that are willing to help me, I go to the Los Angeles Supreme Court. Number eight. When I have gas in my car. Seven. No. Ten, nine, eight, seven. Number seven. I'm thankful whenever I have gas in my car. Because, honey, I don't want to drive to the gas station. Number six. 
the United States Post Office. Whenever I want to track a package or pick up a quick package that someone sent me, I go to the United States Postal Service. Fast service and fast packages. Number five. I'm thankful when somebody answers the phone when I'm pranking them. Number four. The justice system. Forever protecting us and keeping us safe. Number three. When I go to the club and somebody else is also wearing a wig. Number two. A lace front wig. Because I believe if you're going to wear a wig, you should wear the best wig with the highest quality strands of hair. Number one. And the number one reason I'm thankful for Thanksgiving, I will be more thankful if they would stop trying to push that booty song by J-Lo. Thank you. And those are our top 10 things we're thankful for on Thanksgiving. I hope you guys really took some stuff from that list and you are thankful for those things as well. Right? I could give a shit. All I know is that we have a recipe that you's gonna be killer for you on Thanksgiving. That you's are gonna be? That you's are gonna love. You's oh. are gonna love this Thanksgiving recipe. We've worked on it all year long. Yes. And some people think that cooking can't be fun. That it can't be... Sexy. Exotic. So, let's just give you our little recipe on having a, a delicious... Stuffed turkey. So you get that butter ball and you dip your hands in all kinds of oils and seasonings. And you caress the turkey. Caress that turkey breast. Mmm. Massaging those oils and seasons into that white and dark meat. So juicy. So moist. Then you clear out the inside and make way for the stuffing. You stick your hand up inside that turkey. Make sure you get it all out. Pull it out. Get that gunk inside your fingernails and clean that turkey all out. And then you take a little cumin and you sprinkle it in there so it perfumes the turkey as it salivates in the oven. You get a turkey baster and you stick it in that turkey meat. Oh, stick that turkey in that preheated oven at 365 degrees Fahrenheit, but not too cold. Now let's work on the side dishes. You take a little tiny bit of cranberry sauce and fresh mangoes and dice them seductively. Then you open up the oven again because you forgot to stuff the turkey. You just get so excited with your recipe that you forgot to stuff it. So you get some some stovetop stuffing with all the herbs and seasonings and the trimming. And you get it all in your hand and you push it inside. Push it inside that turkey. The turkey might move on the pan just a little bit, but hold it steady. After you got it all packed and full, and the stuffing's practically pouring out of its neck, you shove it back in that oven and it just starts to Sizzle. You get a napkin, you shove it down your shirt, and you take out a fork and knife, and you sit there with your mouth open, waiting to carve that turkey for your entire family. So you can all 
rip that beast apart with your teeth and fingers. They all love the fruit of your labor. The juice is pouring out of your mouth. And that's how you have a delicious turkey dinner with Pete and Black Can's special recipe. Stuffed turkey. Delicious. Can I get seconds? It reminds me as if a turkey would sing that while it's laying there on the table before the family devours it. I actually haven't been eating hardly any meat. I'm not eating any pork. I'm not eating any beef because ever since I got my daughter Coco, I just feel really bad about eating meat because pigs are so intelligent. I know if I had a pig or a cow, I wouldn't want to just stick a knife in its neck and kill it and eat it. Where would you have a cow? And I don't know, but if I did, I wouldn't want to kill it. Also, by daughter, he means his cat. Yeah, my da- my cat Coco. They, my daughter Coco. They know. They know. I mean, it might be confusing for some people. Some people might actually think you're talking about a human being. She is a human being. Okay. My favorite Thanksgiving memory is I actually don't have really any specific memories. I kind of just remember crying a lot. Now it's time for sisters. Oh, I'm so happy today, everyone, that we're here for Thanksgiving. I spent all day slaving over this food, and I'm glad that you'll be over to taste it. Bobby, sit on that side. Charlie, sit on that side. Christina, sit on that side. And Frank, you on the end. And I'll sit on this side. Now, I'm going to place all the food in the center of the table, and I don't want anyone to touch it until we say grace. This, that must be the sides I ordered from Thanksgiving on the go. I didn't have time to make everything. Let me go over there and check the door. Sit right here, guys, and then we'll say prayer. Hello? Is this Thanksgiving on the go? Yes, I uh, have a uh, turkey available. Oh, oh. Just open the door and let me, let me in. The turkey's going to get cold. No problem. I'll open the door. You must understand that things have been hectic in my life. A lot of ups and downs, but mostly downs. <gasps> Daddy! Gobble, gobble, sister. <laughs> oh, Amanda. Yet another Thanksgiving without your dear sister invited. My invitation was lost in the mail, or maybe your precious dog buddy ate it. <laughs> Debbie, what are you doing here? I'm just here to bring you your turkey that you wanted. They told me they would never let you out. I mean, they, they, I didn't expect you here. Oh, honey, you seem to be very shaken up. Are you overwhelmed by all of your Thanksgiving duties? That's why you need your dear sister here to help you out. Hi, children. <laughs> it's me, your Aunt Debbie. Everyone get back. Oh, Amanda, such a drama queen. Well, let me look at you, all of your gorgeous Debbie. children. 
Shouldn't they sit down and have this delicious no. meal? Debbie, don't do this. Listen, it's, uh, I'm sorry that day when we were at summer camp. I pushed you in the pool and you didn't know how to swim and I didn't call anyone for help. I thought you would learn. Oh, I put that all behind me. <laughs> I just want to spend a wonderful Thanksgiving with you, sister dear. Here, taste this turkey. Debbie, um, I have my own turkey. Oh, no. Look, here. Oh, speaking... Where's Buddy, your dog? Where is Buddy? Why don't you... Where's Buddy? Have a bite and see if he bites back. Ruff, ruff, ruff. <laughs> you should have invited me, honey. Now it's time for me to stuff you full of fist and fury. Okay, <laughs> you, you bitch. You're gonna get what you deserve. Oh. Oh. Oh, well, that took care of Amanda. You kids mind passing the gravy? And that was Sisters. need to get along. It's the Thanksgiving Day holiday. Uh, I thought it was going to happen this time. Oh, everybody's fighting. Everybody's waiting in lines. Isn't, what do you think about those stores saying uh, they're opening up on Thanksgiving? I mean, they might as well. I just think it's like, come on, forcing people to work. On one hand, I understand that, you know, people may want to work because it's Thanksgiving. And on the other hand, I think that People shouldn't be forced to work. It should, uh, you know, be an op, op, you know, an option for people to want to work if they need to make a little extra money. We should just make, you know, Thanksgiving all the way until New Year's just one holiday. Now it's time. We'll call, call it Polly Hall. Say it again. We'll call it Polly Hall. What's Polly Hall? Like Polly holidays, like more than one. A pol like a polygram. Yes. Oh, I was horrible at geometry. Failed it. But I was great at statistics. This, this week, week in shade. Oh, shade. Shade, 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 shade. Now, this week I'm throwing shade at American Airlines. Oh, shade. Shade, shade, shade. How dare you charge so much for a 
flights going home for people to visit their families during the holidays. Ooh, Shay. Ooh, Shay. Ooh, Shay. You're going to charge $25 for me to check a bag? Ooh, Shay. Ooh, Shay. Checking in at the airport's like going to a third world country. Ooh, Shay. Ooh, Shay. Actually, I don't want peanuts or pretzels. Ooh, Shay. Ooh, Shay. And that's this week in Shay. The shade of it all. I remember you. I remember you. I met you at the restaurant Butter on Lafayette in Manhattan. Dining had already closed, but there was a party inside, and I was dancing on top of the tables. So chic and sophisticated to be inside of a restaurant, dancing on top of a table. I felt like I was in the Great Gatsby. Well, anyway, you danced with me on a tabletop. You were wearing round glasses like Mr. Magoo, and you were about five foot two. Then the moment I didn't care because the music was fantastic and I was stoned. You told me you were a chef at the Mercer Kitchen at the Mercer Hotel on Mercer in Soho. You invited me there for Thanksgiving. Well, how could I refuse? A five-star meal for free? It was absolutely delicious. I remember... For Fashion Week, you took me to see Heatherette. It was just a different life you were letting me live. Five-star restaurants, Fashion Week, front row. I mean, I just felt like I was on my way to become a New York sophisticate. I can't get no sleep. You were into me. You romanced me. But unfortunately, you were too short. It was fun. It really was. I had to go. I had to go back down to the dirty streets and the underground clubs and bars. Because in the end, I'm just a dirty girl. I remember ya. I remember ya. Grab that wishbone and make a wish. All this talk about food is making me so hungry. Is you, is you, is you, is you hungry? I'm ready for Thanksgiving. I don't know if I'm going to eat turkey at all. I it's am. so dry. I love how turkey I like dry. apple. I like a cherry pie, and I like a pumpkin pie, and I like the stuffing, and I like the cranberry. And I'm fine with that. A turkey is so dry to me. You just want to eat pies the whole day? Yeah, I just want to eat pies. Okay. So sue me. Just saying. Well, last week on the show, my Chacha Hills listeners, we prank called somebody. Miss Cleo helped us do it. And we had a guy. I used a phone in my a phone number on my cell phone that I thought was my friend Birdie in San Francisco. What well, turned out was somebody else. I don't know who it was. Well, when we prank people, we don't star 69, honey. We don't do that. We let them see our phone number because we want them to answer. We, we ain't scared. We ain't scared of you. Well, anyway, she's been calling us back and leaving voice messages. So we want to give you a little taste of her. We're just going to call her... What X. Should, should we give her a name, like a fun name? She sounds like... She sounds like a... What, she's like a Marcus. I'm gonna call her Marcus. Yeah, Marcus works. Okay, play a little bit. Hey, bitch. Um, if you really like, wanna tell my like future, if you you really have all the psychic powers that you have, I wanna know. Um, can you like please tell me how am I how am I um gonna die? And can you please tell me the good suspicion? Am I gonna die for murder? If some jealous motherfucker might like um come and kill me, 
says, you know, I'm a Libra, and you know my horoscope, and you know how the moon attracts the waves from the ocean. So I want to see if you can see and attract the signals and messages that are going to come towards me, and you might give me an alert or a sign. So I'll try to tie you uh, this whole week to see if you're there, but I see, like, you always have your phone disconnected or you always have it on call, so... I know I might sound kind of weird just to make sure, so can you please give me a call back and I'll be waiting for you to see if you're so real and old enough. Alright, have a good night. Thank you. God bless. Guess he's the only one who can save us. Oh Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. Amen. Well, a couple of things here. I love that he starts off with calling uh, calling Miss Cleo a bitch and then ends it by with a prayer, practically. Yes. And, and then, you know, I love that she just won't stop calling her. She just can't figure out who took the time out to call her and try to give her her horoscope. Yes. The most, it's probably the most exciting thing that's ever happened to her. I mean, and that's just the, that's the pinnacle of the, well, so far, of the messages. There's three other ones where he just calls and says, please call me back. The next one, please call me back. It's a trilogy. Yeah. So, well, maybe if he's lucky, Miss Cleo will call him back. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. Well, looks like that's it for another episode of Cha-Cha, Cha-Cha Heels. Heels. I made a mistake last week. I gave our email as uh. heels at gmail.com, which is wrong. It was uh, podcast at gmail.com. So I guess somebody was emailing a shoe store. He didn't mean to do it. He's terribly sorry. I'm so embarrassed. I almost not did the podcast again this week. Well, you, <laughs> got, you got through it. Did I? And we did know I? You did. And we know that you guys were flooding us with miracles. And we will make a miracle happen. Just email us now at the correct address. And tell us what miracle you want us to perform for someone that you know and someone that you love. And we'll make that miracle happen. Or Hopefully. Twitter us. Tweet me at Pete Zias at G. No, not Gmail. Tweet me at Pete Zias. Instagram me at Pete Zias. And you, Black Ken? Um, follow me on Instagram at Marcel is my name or on Twitter at the T H E E Black Ken. And yeah, like you said, or you can just tweet us what miracle you would like us to do. I'm sure everyone else would like, in the Twitter world, would like to know what miracle you would like me and. Pete to make happen. Okay. Well, anyway, thank you for joining us this week. Have a happy Thanksgiving and tune in next week on Cha Cha Heels and make sure you enjoy that Thanksgiving dinner pudding pop. It's Bill Cosby and the pudding pops. You put the date drug in the pudding and you give it to the woman and you say, Oh, my wife Camille loves this pudding pop and you're gonna get kind of drowsy. And then Janice Dickinson says, You get it? I'm a model. I want that pudding pop in my pussy. I'm glad you told me that was Bill Cosby because I had no idea what you were doing. Tempest? What's that? Woo! Here's Cha Cha Hill. Okay, let's focus.